0: Hi there, just a quick note from Katie. You only have a couple more days left to win our signed copy of Moraka's book, Mobituaries. It's the perfect gift for the holidays, and I will mail it to you for free. It's a big book. It's signed. It's brilliant. I, and I will send it straight to you. To enter, all you have to do is support this show. Go to patreon.com slash the bittersweet life podcast and pledge your support to the show for $10 or more, and you will be thrown into the hat to win. Hopefully you already want to support this show anyway. Hopefully you really love it, and you want it to continue. We continue with your support. So if you're thinking about it, if you're thinking about an end-of-the-year gift, go do it now for a chance to win Mobituaries by Mo Rocca, signed by the author. It's a way to give back and check off one of those gifts that you haven't yet bought on your list. The deadline's December 15th, so get to it! Hello, I'm Katie Sewell, and this is A Bittersweet Moment. With Tiffany Parks.
1: Hello and welcome to the Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks and this is your midweek Bittersweet Moment. I apologize in advance for my voice. I have my annual winter cold right now and my voice is not faring too well, but um, I will do my best. Today I thought since Christmas is just about two weeks away and lots of people come to Rome to celebrate the holiday that I would talk a little bit about things that you could do in Rome while you're here on Christmas. So many of these things are family-friendly activities but you by no means need a child to enjoy them. First of all, Rome has three huge Christmas trees in the city that you can visit all lit up in the evening time. One is at the Colosseum one is at Piazza Venezia, actually really nice tree this year. Last year, it was pretty sad, but this one is quite nice. And, uh, and one, of course, in St. Peter's Square. They make for really great photos, especially at nighttime. And if you go to St. Peter's Square, right next to the tree is a life-size nativity scene. They change it every year, and it's always really great. The figures are not live people, but they are life-sized. If you are very into the nativity scene, as some are in Italy, it's actually very popular. The nativity scene actually was invented in Italy by supposedly uh, St. Francis of Assisi. And so it's a very, very common thing for Italians to have. Actually, it's more common even than a Christmas tree, or it used to be at least more common for Italians to have Nativity scenes, even than Christmas trees, um, so you'll be hard pressed to find an Italian home without a nativity scene at Christmas time. There is an exhibit that is an annual thing that goes up every year in a place called Sala San Pio de' Gimo, which is very close to the Vatican Museums. It's right off of Via Conciliazione, and it's called 100 Presepi. Presepi is the Italian word for nativity scene, um, but they're actually more than that now. It's something like it's 45th or 50th year and they actually have nativity scenes from all over the world and some of them can be very creative and very unusual. Sometimes they're made with very strange things like all made of pasta or something like that. So that's a fun thing if if you like nativity scenes. Another great thing to do that is very low-key and doesn't take a lot of planning is just taking a walk through the city and enjoying the Christmas lights. Now, I've been in Vienna over Christmas and London, and I'm not going to lie, Rome cannot compete with those cities when it comes to Christmas lights. I've actually never been to New York at Christmas time, so I can't I can't compare it to New York, but I, I assume that it also can't quite compare to New York. But it is still, nevertheless, very lovely. Some of the streets that are most lit up are, of course, Via del Corso and Via Condotti, Via del Babuino, Via del Governo Vecchio, and lots of the small streets that are interesting. I highly recommend wa- a walk down Via del Governo Vecchio, which is very close to the to Piazza Navona, not just because they put up Christmas lights, but also because there's a little tiny wine bar on that street called Il Piccolo, and they have mold wine and they serve it from outside actually. They have like a big pot set up outside of the wine bar and you can just grab a little Plastic cup as you walk by and buy a cup for about two euros or something like that. So that's a very fun thing to do if you're taking an evening walk. You can grab yourself a cup of mulled wine. Now, of course, there's also ice skating to be done. Outdoor ice skating. Probably the most picturesque place to do this is right outside Castel Sant'Angelo. They set up a skating rink every year. It's quite dramatic to have the you know the big castle right behind you as you skate. They also have a skating rink in Radio Roma which is a square just past the Colosseum. And there's also one set up at the Parco della Musica, which is Rome's major performing arts venue. Speaking of Parco della Musica, there's also a gospel festival that goes on every December. It runs all through the month, I believe, from the 1st all the way up to the 31st. There's even performances on Christmas Day. And they have really, really big, important gospel choirs from around the United States, including the famous Harlem Gospel Choir. If you ha- have kids, one of the best things to do with kids is to take them to either Lunaire or Chita World. These are both amusement parks. Lunaire, which is in the Eur district, south of the city, this is specifically for little kids, for like two to 10-year-old kids. It's not the kind of amusement park that a 15-year-old is going to probably get much out of. So if you're traveling with the really tiny ones, that's where you want to take them. Chinichita World is, for kids of any age, also great for adults. It's kind of like Universal Studios in the sense that it was built basically inspired by the films that were made at the Studios. If you like to celebrate Christmas by consuming food and drink, one thing that's really fun to do at Christmas time is to go to Saïd for hot chocolate. Saïd is a very famous, very old chocolate shop in the San Lorenzo neighborhood, which is just past Germany Station. And they are famous for making the best hot chocolate in the city. Be warned, Italian hot chocolate is extremely thick. It's so thick that I personally, I can't even drink it. It's like, it's almost like liquid pudding. So just be be prepared for that. Another place to go to get something warm and cozy to drink is Babington's Tea Houses near the Spanish Steps. They make some of the best tea in the city and they definitely serve it better than any other tea shop in the city. It's, run by English people and they know what they're doing. That said, it's extremely expensive. So be prepared to spend between 10 and 15 euros just for a pot of tea. Ridiculously expensive, but a very lovely and quaint place to go. As far as eating in Italy, the famous thing to do on Christmas Eve is to eat fish. So if you're going out to eat that's probably what you're going to find in most restaurants. Probably the more expensive restaurants will have set menus and will have several different courses of fish dishes to sample. There are Christmas markets in the city. Unfortunately, the Christmas markets are not quite as festive as the ones in the north of Italy or in uh, Central Europe, but they can be nice. The Christmas market in Piazza Navona is really geared towards children. There is a carousel in the center of the square, an historic carousel, and there are lots of stalls selling candy. For something a little bit more traditional, you can go to Piazza Mazzini in Prati, where they sell more Christmas decorations and Nativity scene figurines, which, as I've mentioned, are very big here. As far as religious services, first of all, um, you can go to menorah lightings in Piazza Barberini. They have a very, very large menorah there, and they have a ceremonial lighting every night of Hanukkah. They also have uh, traditional music and dancing at the same time. And sometimes I think they might even have refreshments. If you want to go to midnight mass... I don't really suggest going to the Vatican because you have to get tickets well in advance. Sometimes they're very difficult to get. They're free, but they're very difficult to come by. Uh, Usually you actually have to book them in advance through your hometown parish. Uh, So if you don't have your own parish, you're going to have a hard time getting tickets to the Vatican. So instead, I suggest going to Midnight Mass at Santa Maria in Trastevere. I've been a couple of times. It's very nice. The church, as many of you probably know, is beautiful. It's a gorgeous medieval church. They just light it up with so many candles, and it's full of people. It's part of a very active Catholic community in that neighborhood, and so lots of people come, and they also um, have a chorus that performs very, very old traditional music. It's really beautiful. If you do want to go to the Vatican, I suggest going on Christmas Day at noon. The Pope gives the famous Orbi et Orbi speech to the city and to the world. He only gives this speech twice a year on Christmas Day and on Easter. And um, he gives this speech from the balcony of St. Peter's Basilica, the central balcony. And again, he only appears on that balcony. It's called the Benediction Loggia. He only appears there on Christmas Day on Easter. And of course, on the day he's elected. So usually only twice a year. So you can go at noon. You do not need tickets. If you want to be up close, you do need tickets. But the second, the the sort of back half of the square is open to anyone. You do have to go through metal detectors though to get into the square. So because of that, there are lines. So the benediction is at noon. But I would go early, like even 8 or 9 a.m. if you really want to do that because the lines are just nuts. And at a certain point, they just have to stop letting people in because there's no more space. If you get there late and the line doesn't seem to be moving, it's not a line. It's just a mass of bodies really just assume that they've stopped letting people in and just go somewhere else. The cool thing about Christmas in Italy is it doesn't end on the 25th like in the United States. It's really just the beginning, and the Christmas season goes on until Epiphany on the 6th of January. So the day after Christmas, the 26th, is St. Stephen's Day. It is a national holiday in Italy, It is, so nobody works that day, at least not office workers. And the traditional thing to do that day is to go to Santa Maria in Araceli Church, which is on the Capitoline Hill. And they have a special ceremony, which involves a very famous, ancient, supposedly, statue of the baby Jesus. And they do traditional Christmas carols as well. So those are a few ideas if you're spending Christmas in Rome. I hope you have a great time and uh, have a Merry
0: Christmas. Join us again. Bye. And Katie here one more time, reminding you to support this show and win a copy of Mo Rocca's book, Mobituaries, by supporting this show at the $10 or more level on Patreon. We'll throw all the names into a hat and one of you will win. This is a book worth giving. It's a book worth getting, and it's signed by the author. You have till December 15th, but there's a link to Patreon right now in your show notes. So don't delay. Support the show you love, say Merry Christmas, and win a book for yourself.
1: Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And if you love it, leave us a good review. And please tell all your friends about us. Also, if you have an idea for a bittersweet moment, send it to us by email or voice memo. We're at bittersweetlife@mail.com, Or you can just find us at the contact page at thebittersweetlife.net. Or on all the social medias, just search for The Bittersweet Life.